This podcast is brought to you by, by, by Civic Tech Innovation Network in partnership with Voice of Vets. Welcome to another edition of the Civic Tech in Africa podcast. I am your host, Nati Mkwekwa. Today on the podcast, we land in Zimbabwe to talk to Courtney McCoy. Uh, Courtney is an award-winning lawyer and innovator who founded Cartlex, a tech company that works to bring convenience in the legal space through tech solutions. Codlex uses easy-to-use tech to ensure convenient and cheaper access to justice. I'm delighted to have him here with us to talk about his innovation. Now, before we begin, I want to thank all of you who have been listening to our podcast this year. It's been wonderful. Uh, we've loved hearing from you. We've loved the feedback we have received regarding this podcast. Uh, this is officially our last episode for the year, and we'll return again in the new year. Uh, as we return in the new year, we'd like to hear from you about other innovations, on the continent making a difference in people's lives check out the episode description to see all the places you can connect with us tell us about uh, an innovation that you know or just tell us about someone who's just making a difference out there uh would like to feature them on the podcast uh now let's start the podcast and uh let me just say hi to courtney hi courtney how you doing good afternoon and i'm excited to be here as you mentioned uh on the last podcast of the year I'm excited that we made it uh, this far, uh, but uh, as we start, I'd like to know a little bit about you, and I just want to know your journey and, and how you got interested in law in the first place. When I was in high school, I was uh, so much passionate about civic engagement to the extent that I was uh, involved. Uh, I mean, I was selected to be a junior parliamentarian, but that uh, passion carried me through to law school. And uh, in law school, I was much of a person who was involved in extracurricular activities, represented Midland State University, my former university, at various uh, international human rights mood competitions and uh, was once in South Africa at uh, Northwest University Pochefstrom campus on a human rights also related conference. Along the way, I got to join uh, a student's union movement where I served as a, as a the legal secretary. And uh, it was uh, during those times I then said to myself, ah, I've served well enough. I need to start something of my own, but I was still a student. I started writing uh, blogs and uh, posting, but a striking moment in my life came last year during the uh, Black Lives Matter movement, Zimbabwean Lives Matter movement, and SARS movement. And um, it was during those times that I realized the power of technology, the power of social media to bring to account uh, leaders uh, across the globe and even at a local level in terms of uh, issues to do with human rights violations. So then that's when uh, the legal tech or justice tech or even civic tech, as you would want to call it, started, started coding the solution that we now have. Down the line last year in December, I won the Africa Legal Tech Innovation Justice Innovation Challenge. And uh, that's when we then decided that we can start having uh, solutions that are channeled uh, towards assisting people in the justice uh, civic tech and even the legal sector. So we then came up with our solution, we registered our company and we started um, our activities. Uh, also got a scholarship to study a master's degree at uh, University of Cape Town that I'm doing online as it stands. Now we have uh, we have made quite a, quite a lot of impact and uh, we're here today. Right. And, and I know in my head right now, um, when I hear you t- t- telling me now, I hear somebody with, with real courage. I mean, where do you take that? I mean, how did that start? How did you want to be that person who's in the front line and fighting for, for, for social justice? 
this is a passion that dates back to even times I was young. Yeah, and uh, it carried me through into law school. I was so much involved. And uh, at times, it would come at the cost of uh, my, my grades, but mm. uh, it really didn't matter to me. And uh, I uh, graduated from law school. And um, as you're saying rightly, uh, at times, yeah, it takes a lot of courage mm. because... Uh, given the the human rights situation in Zimbabwe and also myself experiencing some kind of violations on a personal level. It then uh, made me decide that, um, well, you see, this is something that needs to be done and we need to take the narrative for the future generations right. now and uh, we need to act now. Uh, can you tell me some stories about, I mean, how being on the front line has affected you personally? Like you said, now you, you, you've been violated in, violated in some way as you're trying to, to, to fight for social justice. So um, uh, there's, a, there's a day I was traveling to, from Mutare, my hometown in Zimbabwe here to Harare, uh, the capital city. So I was carrying a huge bag on my back and uh, I just passed by uh, a group of policemen. They just, from Norway, they hit my bag and they say, put it down, want to search it. So I said, where is your search warrant? And uh, it seemed like I had uh, I had just invited more trouble and they were all over me and uh, they started harassing me. But I remained assertive, uh, demanding a search warrant. One of the officers then said, ah, wait, let me talk to you, to this young man. Then uh, he then asked, in terms of what law do you need a search warrant? Hmm. And it was at that moment that I reached for my pocket. I took my phone out. I clicked on the solution that we had made. Uh, hey. Astria Justice, yes. I went to the section, uh, your privacy. Then I clicked and I said, officer, can you read this? He read it loud and clearly and it stated that he needed permission from me. Then he then went on to say, uh, can we have your permission now? And I said, I don't want. Hmm. So although they then went on to harass me a bit, but they had no way out. Um, right. Eventually they had to let me go. Yeah. Isn't that fantastic that you created an app that took you out of the, of the, of the, of the a sticky situation? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's, that, 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 that's what I always tell people that uh, the funny part of it is that it, it also came to a point that this solution bailed me out. Right. Right. At the Civic Tech Innovation Forum that happened in September, we had Hopel Chinono, uh, who's a journalist in Zimbabwe, and, and he was sharing a lot of the, of the same similar stories about how he got harassed and, and things like that. So I, I always, you know, when I think about Zimbabwe, I always think about the, the men and women of courage in Zimbabwe who, are, who don't care what the system is saying they must not do. And they're right there and fighting for people and ensuring that pe that social justice is is served. And and I want to commend you for that, man. This is such a such a great job that you're doing. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, uh, just tell me. So so we're talking about Austria justice here today. And so you said earlier that you wanted independence. You were working at a law firm, uh, but you thought to yourself, you know, let me start my own innovation. Uh, when did that bug uh, come to you? When did that uh, bug uh, bite you? This is, uh, you know, as I was, uh, as I was a student uh, trying to find my way out, I was so much restless about what the future holds for me. So coming to a point where I sensed that there's uh, power in technology uh, mm. that can entirely disrupt or change the way uh, people engage with leaders and also even change the way justice is done, people right. access legal services. As I went on towards uh, the end of last year, 
it was still something that I was considering doing. And I got a job. I got employed uh, with a law firm in Zimbabwe. But it wasn't just in me. It wasn't just in me to mm. to, 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 to be at a law firm. Yeah, I, I, I would find myself having sleepless nights just thinking of... Uh, what we can unleash in the in the in in the market with uh, right. with our solution. So I even uh, had the chance to 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 move from Zimbabwe to South Africa to start my my masters on a full time basis. But that was another opportunity that I also turned down so that I would pursue this solution uh, mm. here in Zimbabwe and then maybe see if we can potentially scale it across the Sadak region. Africa and who knows, maybe across the globe. Right. Uh, you know, and, and one of the themes that, I mean, as civic tech innovators that, I mean, at least at, at CTRN that we look at is the theme of accessibility. And, and as I said in the intro, you, you have created uh, Astro Justice, which is an easy to use platform, right? I'm assuming from that, that um, you are looking at people um, having you know good access, so so you're not cr- trying to create this out of this world apps or out of this world innovations. You are saying I'm I'm using easy to use platforms to help people to have uh, access to justice. Can you tell me a, a little bit about how what are these easy to use ways? At times, it takes uh, failed projects to realize that okay, we're doing we're doing things wrongly here. Right. So we used to have, uh, we started, uh, we, we tried to initiate another project uh, early this year. Uh, it was sort of like an online help desk, realizing that people needed uh, assistance, especially indigents in filling out court papers. So we tried to create that platform, but, uh, we, you know, uh, it didn't have any, any uptake. So mm. we then went back to the drawing board to say, what then can we do? Then we then um, uh, resolved that as an organization, we need to adopt a human-centered design approach to our products. Mm. So we first go into the market, ask people how they are experiencing their lives. Right. What are the day-to-day tools that they use when they try to interact with others or even interact with justice departments or even local authorities or try to access justice? We then realized that if we have our solution in the form that it is now, it can be one of our first steps. But now as it stands, we are now uh, having some of our services accessible on our WhatsApp platform and we are using a WhatsApp chatbot. But uh, we are also looking to reach into rural communities because if you notice that more than 66% of Zimbabweans reside in rural areas and the mobile up penetration in rural areas is still below 29%. Right. So we are trying to use a, a USSD platform so that people can not only access information, but also even report instances of human rights violations. Is, is Astro Justice trying to get to rural areas? Is, is that one of your aims? Definitely, yeah. But uh, the channel of, uh, of it getting into rural areas, um, uh, we've noticed that having people access it in the form of a mobile app, it may be a bit difficult because of the mobile app penetration in rural areas. So the same ideas, the same concept is just being accessed using a a USSD platform or WhatsApp chatbot. Can you just tell me, uh, I know there are people in Zimbabwe right now listening to this and they want to know a little bit more detail about how how Astra Justice works and where they can find you. Just like, just tell me a little bit about how it works and, and, and how they can find you other than, uh, of course, uh, the USSD and, 
and WhatsApp. Just tell me all, all you can about the, the application. All right, fantastic. So, uh, Astra Justice uh, has uh, a wide range of services, uh, bearing in mind uh, that uh, people need to know about their rights first so that they uh, act upon their rights from an informed position. One, two, uh, also in instances that people's rights are about to be violated, right. uh, people should be able to have uh, protection around them. And also in instances where a violation has happened, there needs to be a remedy. So in terms of uh, awareness or access to your rights, there's a function called your rights where you can just click and choose the language with which you want to access your rights. So we have right. a wide range of civil and political rights, uh, women's rights, children's rights, but we are even expanding to cover other areas of, uh, of rights, such as environmental law rights. Uh, so you can choose whether to access it in, 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 in any local languages. So, so far we have three, but mm. we're aiming to have uh, up to 16 because the constitution of Zimbabwe uh, has... Uh, 16 official languages that's our target and also has a function of uh find a lawyer say for instance justice injustice has been done now and uh you cannot wait but you need to have a remedy right then right now you can then just find a lawyer and dial any lawyer of your choice right. it also has a database of police conducts across the country and also conducts of courts across the country. Then it also has a feature that allows you to, in instances where you have been uh, arrested, know what to say and what not to say uh, to the police. So it's called to officers. Right. And there's also a rundown list of uh, organizations that can uh, assist you, organizations that we are, some of which we are working with and some of which we are also hoping to work with. You can uh, immediately contact those, those uh, organizations. They can give you assistance for free and also we have um, a larger report now uh where any violation has happened to you you can right. make a report and we receive it and we will be able to assist you then there's a call now feature in instances of emergency you want to speak to us you can just uh lodge a call now feature and you'll be able to get assistance right and uh, one of the themes that i've seen i mean uh, just uh, talking to innovators in the podcast is that uh, many innovators are saying, look, tech by itself is not enough. You know, we need to get uh, to where people are and able to talk to them and educate them about the, the, the about stuff they need to know. I mean, do you have an aspect of that uh, on at Astro Justice? Definitely. So we we have realized uh, we are, we've done our research and noticed that uh, we have uh, different uh, uh, demographics in our country. Trying to reach those demographics, yeah, doing it alone using tech, uh, as you rightly pointed out, may not be sufficient. Right. So right now, tomorrow, we'll be going to one of uh, the, the rural communities in uh, Matebeleland, where we will then be doing an awareness campaign and also with our mobile human rights remedy clinic, right. trying to assist women particularly in these 16 days of gender activism to conscientize them about their rights and uh, spread the message about their rights. And then uh, above all, uh, using our, our, our human rights remedy clinic, then be able to assist them, get assistance that they would need in any cases where any of them uh, would have faced any, any, any human rights violation. 
So mm. that is also another way we are trying to reach communities, bearing in mind that um, we have different demographics. But above all, our 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 strategy is uh, legal empowerment strategies, identifying right. that uh, uh, there are different channels through which we can speak to people. There are also um, different uh, players in the in the civic uh, in the civic spaces and in the justice in the justice equation. So right. our aim is trying to empower all of them so that uh, in the end, it's the user who will benefit. Right. That's that's fantastic. And, you know, earlier you said um, that you had to rethink your innovation when you started uh, and then start again and then and, and find a different alternative that worked, right? How, what has been your biggest realization about entrepreneurship, about social entrepreneurship since you started? One of the greatest lessons that I have heard to learn uh, is that uh, you do not necessarily need, uh, you know, I've come across many entrepreneurs uh, uh, along the journey and uh, people with brilliant ideas, people with ideas that can potentially change the world. But uh, one thing that I've realized is that uh, you do not necessarily need uh, money to start, Mm, but you need commitment to start. Then you may need money to scale up to then you have something, you have what we call a, a minimum viable product. That is when you start, uh, you then need money. But uh, social entrepreneurship is uh, is not one of the easiest journeys because you're trying to strike a balance between survival of the organization and also making an impact in the society. It's one of the most challenging uh, forms of entrepreneurship that, uh, right. that, uh, that needs uh more support if uh, if 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 the world can support. There are entrepreneurs, not young entrepreneurs, right now, who are listening from across the continent, across the world, and obviously they they are facing challenges. Uh, what do you say? What do you say to them, the young ones who are starting out, or even if it's not a young person, but someone who's starting out uh, and and wants to change the world and has these big ideas? How do you? What, what words of advice do you have for them to start and, and, and become a success? One thing that I would want to make clear is that um, entrepreneurship as a journey is, uh, is exciting. Uh, I, would, I would normally say it's a roller coaster of emotions. It needs you to have uh, something that you're so much passionate about, something right. that you have passion that you can trust that, you know what, uh, even if a brick hits me in the face today, Right. I will still wake up tomorrow and do it. So you need to develop passion first or to identify that I'm passionate in this area. Uh, then uh, usually there are instances of delayed gratification in entrepreneurship. Yes. So yes. It's, 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 it's that uh, passion that will, that will make you wake up in the morning every day uh, until the money comes. Right. Uh, then along the journey, there are also instances that you need to 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 believe in yourself because right. uh, you're going to meet uh, challenging instances, challenging uh, situations that will want you to quit. But uh, mm. self belief is important. It courage goes beyond. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. you need courage. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The other thing also then to to propel you to different levels. I've seen that um, networks are very important. Yes. As you grow, do you do not only need to work in the startup, but also on the startup. So right. it then it then invites those instances where you need connections to then, I mean networks to then take you to another to another stage. Right. Oh, that's fantastic. I mean, thank you so much for for joining us for this podcast. Uh, it's been wonderful talking to you, Courtney.
Uh, thank you so much. And uh, it's been a pleasure to, to be on this platform. Yes, many, many blessings to you and your platform. Uh, you too, bro. Uh, thank you so much. So normally at this part of our podcast, we have some words of wisdom or thoughts on innovation. But today, I have a request. Would you please rate and review the podcast? We are two seasons in and would like to grow the podcast and more importantly, be able to amplify these voices that we hear on the podcast every second week. Uh, so if you will, could you please give us a five-star rating and even write a review for us? I would really appreciate it. In the meantime, uh, please stay with us as we say goodbye. That concludes this episode. Don't forget to subscribe and review the podcast. And please see the episode description for all the places you can uh, follow and engage with the Civic Tech Innovation Network. Until next time, goodbye. This podcast was brought to you by Civic Tech Innovation Network in partnership with Voice of Vets.